Welcome to the Sub School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, we study the lesson for Sabbath, September 12th, sharing the story of Jesus. Join us as we find out the power that's in our testimonies. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, so sharing the story of Jesus, Lesson 11. Uh, I was looking at this uh, memory text just a little while ago. I'm excited about this. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You know, how, how powerful is that? It is. I mean, that's the essence of our Christian experience. It really is. And uh, you just see here that John is already, and we're talking about this here in, in a little bit, is already talking about this eyewitness that he's experienced and he is also saying, you've experienced, now we're sharing with the world together the power of God. Yeah, and I like how it just comes with such conviction and also assurance that you may know that you have eternal life. So you can have assurance of the power of God's love and grace and forgiveness in our lives. You know, if there's one thing I can say that's missing in the Christian church today, uh, even the Adventist church right now, is the fact of, of assurance of salvation. Yeah. So many people are working to try to save themselves, and the disciples never work to try to save themselves. They yeah. work to try to save others. Mm. And we're missing on that aspect because all of us thinking, oh, no, I think I'm going to be lost. I think I'm going to be lost. Like, no, you, you know that you're not lost when you're with God and you have that assurance of salvation. And now you work on bringing as many people as, uh, as possible with you. If I'm hearing you right, Buster. It sounds like we need a kind of like a paradigm shift. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, and, and, you know, this lesson hopefully gives us that paradigm shift. So can you start us off on, on Sunday's lesson? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the paradigm shift is Jesus. You hey, know? there we go. Can't, and, get any, can't get any better than that. Right. And uh, and not ourselves. I, and I think that's what you're getting at, Buster, yes. is too often we are kind of focused on on ourselves and my being saved rather than if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, then we we kind of forget about having to worry about that and that kind of takes care of it jesus takes care of that that whole thing ephesians chapter 2 is where it's at and uh, one of my favorite passages in the whole bible uh by grace through faith uh and i'm just gonna i think this is worth uh just reading through usually i don't read a longer passage like this but it's just so powerful i think it's warranted we have to all right and uh, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It just happens to be the Bible I grabbed off the shelf today. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, and among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But... God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may, may boast. 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. <laughs> I just love this beautiful, It's it's almost, some people have attributed it as kind of like a hymn, you know, this, yes. this beautiful words that just flow together that all fix our eyes on Jesus. Everything that we have is a result of God's love, his richness, his mercy, compassion. All of this is combined together in the person of Jesus who died for our sins. Yes. And you know, I, I love how uh, the author of this uh, this lesson this week, Mark Finley, broke this down, which is uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 was before we knew Christ. Mm-hmm. And yep. then 4 to 10 is after we knew Christ. Yeah. And that's the basis of a testimony. Mm-hmm. How is Christ... How has Christ actually changed our lives, right? Exactly. What was our life like before and what's it like now after? Really what the the key word, I think the operative word is this idea of conversion. So having a living encounter with Jesus, sometimes we say it's it's one thing to have an intellectual assent to all of these things. Uh, And God works before we're even converted. That's part of the point here. He's actively engaged in working in our lives. And then afterwards we realize just how wonderful it is. Yeah, it's true. Right now, in matter of fact, in hom- uh, homiletics, biblical preaching right now, mm-hmm. we have the students going over uh, uh, testimonies. Yeah. And some of them are really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And they're just talking about their life before and, and now what Christ has done. And some of them are yeah. in the midst of that conversion, right? Yeah. And so that's that's what's so amazing about all of this. That's part, part of the fun of being at a place like here at Southwestern is we see those students, you see the the spiritual, the awakening, the hearts yes. being softened and and people just coming alive for the first time sometimes uh, in knowing, coming to know Jesus. By the way, I'm doing Adventist history and I, I can't help, you know, having yes. just gone through the story yeah, of William Miller. I just like to remind my students that, you know, it doesn't make any sense at all to be an Adventist if you don't know and love Jesus. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to be excited about his return. All of those kinds of, th- kinds of things are, have to be anchored in a assurance of salvation of knowing that we have been saved uh by the blood of jesus christ it's, it's so true and you know uh monday's lesson kind of uh, hits a little bit more on that talking about the transformative power of personal testimony and mm. here highlights on james and john which they were known as the sons of thunder right <laughs> <laughs> and then you actually see a change that happens in them yeah and uh we see what they were like before, especially, uh, it doesn't mention here, but Mark chapter uh, uh, 10, where they come to Jesus and they say, we want to be our right hands and your left hand in, in heaven. And Jesus explains to them, you know, whoever is going to be the greatest is going to be a slave to all. Mm. And I think those words actually took place. And we know this because in the later writings of John, First yeah. John, mm-hmm. uh, it goes through several passages. I won't go through through all these, but I will hit on First John chapter 5, uh, verses one through one through five, because it kind of gives us a uh, leeway leading up to our, mm-hmm. our memory text today. So what's the background behind this? If we truly believe that Jesus is, uh, is truly Christ, it says that we are God's children. Everyone who loves the father will also love his children. If we obey, if we love God and obey God, we know that we, we will love his children. We show our love for God by obeying his commandments and that they are not hard to follow. Every child of God can defeat uh, the world, and our faith is what gives us victory. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. That was a contemporary English version. I just read that version because it gives us just this this real encounter and change that John had with God, saying, hey, it's not difficult. Love God 
and obey him because you love him, right? All right. Well, wait just a minute, Buster. If if I'm hearing you right, yes. God's taking them where they're at, even with impure motives. They want to be at God's, you know, Christ's right and left hand. And, and Christ is saying, uh, you know, he's working with them where they're at, but then he's also trying to redirect them. Am, yeah. am I hearing you right? Yes. He, he's working with them. He's leading them. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know what? Growth is acceptable. <laughs> hmm. Staying where you are, it's not... Yeah. You're not, I'm not calling you to be comfortable. I'm not calling you to be complacent. I'm calling you to grow. It sounds to me like this is one of the most fundamental misunderstandings of Christianity. It's a, People seem to think that there's sort of like a perfection, like a status that has to be achieved. <laughs> like if I only get to this certain point and then I'll be good enough to be saved. Yeah. Versus Christ, it sounds like he's just saying, I want you to be along with you on the journey. Uh, the process itself is really what's the the most important thing. Well, you know, and that's the that's the beauty of the blood of Christ, which mm. is someone who just started their journey and mm-hmm. someone who is nearing the end of their journey. Right? Mm-hmm. Not saying they was perfected, but someone in in our eyes, like, oh man, that guy's almost perfected. They see they receive the same reward. Yeah, which is salvation, mm-hmm. because whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. Yeah, tells us that in verse twelve here coming yeah. up. Yeah. Well, what a what a powerful aspect of how God changes us. Well, I kind of think that kind of leads right into a nice segue into Tuesday's lesson about yeah, telling does. the story of Jesus. Uh, and, and we have here the story of the demoniacs and the two different renditions of it. First oh, in yes. Matthew chapter 8 and then Mar- uh, Mark chapter 5. So I'm not going to read those, but I encourage you if you haven't, uh, reread those passages sometime. Uh, but Jesus basically is wandering around and, and among the tombs, it says, and then these uh, demoniacs, uh, it says that they were fierce. I mean, uh, the bottom line is, I, I think if I were there, I would have been scared out of my wits. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Jesus and he puts them basically back into their right mind. And of course, there's the famous part of the story where the demons go in the pigs and they drown and all that. Yes, yes. Um, but but here is a man who is changed. Yeah, it is. Everybody knew. Yeah. They saw what he was before, and then they saw afterwards, and they said, well, that's that's nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, we, we witnessed, they witnessed it. They saw it, right? The disciples were the ones that even ran, and when they were running, they were like, Jesus, where? Oh, wait. <laughs> Jesus is healing him, right? So yeah, yeah. There's a stark difference. Mm. Uh, life BC and life, you know, after before Christ, Before and right? after, yeah. Before yeah. and after, and changed the history of the world, and changes... Changes the life of the demoniacs and changes our lives. You know, I'll I'll bring out this moment now to ask you, what was the stark change in your life? Mm. Yeah, you know, I I think for me uh, personally, it was uh, as a young person, kind of grew up in a very uh, secular, nominal home. Yeah. Um, Occasionally going to church, but really not into spiritual things. And I remember going to a neighborhood Bible study and hearing them talk about Jesus and his death on the cross. And I was just a kid. But I remember going home that night and just praying a simple prayer. I didn't even know how to pray. And just said, you know, basically the idea that, you know, Jesus, I want you in my life. And um, I remember feeling my heart strangely warmed, you know, that this yes. was, I felt, I, I knew Jesus was with me. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've never looked back ever since. I've had ups and downs along the way. It had, certainly has been far from perfect, but... But I know that Jesus has been there with me. You, you know, and I think that's the beauty of it. You yeah. know, I, I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I've been in church all my life. I yeah. was baptized at the age of nine. Haven't yeah. felt the need to be rebaptized, right? Yeah. But 
I remember specific times. One here was at Southwestern when I was mm-hmm. doubting my calling to ministry. And wow. I went to my room, turned everything off and asked God. And wow. I just heard that still small voice telling me to stay where I was. Mm. And I was confirmed by two different people who told me that exact same phrase wow. within a period of, of three days of each other. Right. Wow. Wow. And going into pastoral ministry and having the same experience and just mm-hmm. surrendering to God and seeing the change in myself and my wife telling me, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, there's something different about you. And mm. I'm like, well, I'm starting to grow up. I'm not eating Captain Crunch every morning <laughs> for breakfast anymore. <laughs> I'm starting to mature. Yeah. But, it, but it was growing in Christ. Yeah. It truly was. And so, uh, and I challenge those of you at home who are listening, if you're in your car, if you're, you're, you're listening to or your Apple iPods, it doesn't matter. Realize that God has called us to change. Yeah. Embrace the change, mm-hmm. but embrace the change in Jesus Christ. You know, and I think that's what it is. It's just how Jesus has worked in our lives and the changes he's made. It may not be as dramatic as having like the demoniacs being demon possessed. It looked pretty scary, but whether it's a, a very gradual process or a very dramatic process, Christ is the one who does the changing. And I think that's just the beauty of it. Uh, and, and again, uh, it's not a simple one-time thing. It's a it's a process that deepens and over and over again and uh, constantly as, as Christ is working in our lives. And um, I, I'm just really profoundly thankful for that. And, and it's also a reminder of humility that um, just because it's happened in the past doesn't is no guarantee of the future. I need to continue daily surrendering my life every each and every day uh, to, to Jesus. You know, I, I, I couldn't say that any better. And it, you know, this this uh, this lesson just keeps building and building off of each right? other. Yeah. Because we keep talking about these things, and we're not planning this. You know, the Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. But Wednesday's lesson is it's talking about testifying with assurance. Mm. You know, uh, it, it just it just grows on us because mm. it mentions First John chapter five twelve through twelve through thir- uh, or eleven through thirteen. God has also said that he gave us eternal life and that this life comes to us from his son. Mm-hmm. And so if we have God's son, we have this life. But if we don't have the son, we don't have Jesus, we don't have life. All of you who have faith in the son of God, and I have written to, to let you know that you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. This is assurance of salvation. So people say, oh, you can never have assurance of salvation. Now, just because I have assurance right now, doesn't mean I'm going to have it tomorrow, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's something different about uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. We're not saying once saved, always saved. We're saying assurance of salvation means if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I have assurance that he can save me, that he is saving me. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot different than saying it doesn't matter what I do or what I say. God has already saved me. You know, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about having assurance in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, and I'm reminded of one of the founders of our church, uh, Ellen White. You know, she makes some very strong statements. She uh, says, you, you can't know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, that you're saved. But she's, if you read the context, she's talking about those that believe in once saved, always saved yes. kind of thing. And so to avoid that extreme on the one hand mm-hmm. of, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. I can do whatever and I'll be saved. And, and that's not how it, how it works, right? No. And the other extreme is this constant fear, you know, yes. I don't know if I'm good enough. And this is where I find in my own experience, I've struggled. Yes, and yes, I think yes. a lot of Adventist struggle is how do we yeah, uh, make there. sense of that, right? You know, and and, my, and, and and she says, you can know with certainty that you are saved. And so she's looking at those two different extremes. And so you have to kind of balance those statements and look, what what is she talking about? 
but but this is what I think um, where at least in my personal life I I want to know that I can trust Jesus and have this assurance of salvation. Yeah. And you know, it's so important here on Wednesday's lesson is mm-hmm. that if I don't have that assurance of salvation, yeah. how can I tell someone else to have it? Yeah. And so therefore my telling them uh, to have assurance is very weak, right? Because I don't believe it myself. So you need to believe this mm-hmm. to actually share it with someone else so they can embrace it as well. Absolutely. Love it. Well, uh, Thursday's lesson, kind of moving right along here, uh, is, you know, how do we have something worth talking about? Uh, I guess there's a couple different passages that are uh, highlighted. I mean, obviously, the most obvious is uh, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Uh, Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And so, uh, you know, testifying, it's it's something significant that you're testifying about. If you if you were at a major event, uh, you could testify as having been there. You know, my father was there at September 11 when that happened, right? Wow. So he saw the planes go in the towers with his own eyes. So uh, when you have something pretty dramatic um, and, and new people that died, you know, I yeah. mean, you, you actually uh, suddenly you start to say, wow, it's not just something when I'm talking to my father about that. Uh, it's not something that's just on the news that I saw, and certainly a you know, historic event. Everybody remembers, I think, you know, that was yeah, alive no, at no, the time. You know, where what you were doing when you yeah. heard the news when that important event happened, and um, so he can testify because he was he was there. Uh, whether it's a car accident, it's a relationship, whatever it is, uh, when it's something significant, then you have a story to tell. It's, it's so true, and uh, you know, Michael, I'm glad you brought that up because. How can we be an eyewitness about the love and the uh, and the personal relationship with Christ if we don't actually have it? That's right. And so your father is one yeah. that uh, was actually converted to uh, Seventh Day Adventism. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, what a powerful! I never heard that about uh, about mm-hmm. your father. The fact yeah. that he was there at nine eleven. You know, here recently I assigned a, a project. And the first part of it is do 9-11, and the whole class goes, <gasps> and, you know, a lot of them weren't, weren't even, weren't even alive, around. I know. Right? It makes me feel old, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> but they they still remember that day, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. None of us were alive when Christ was, was here on earth. Yeah. But we know the seriousness of it because we've experienced him, right? Yeah. And so it's important for that to, to come out. I think that's one of the greatest evidence of Christianity is is not just the fact that it makes the claims, but if these claims are real, it should have changed the lives of people in the in the early Christian church. And you see how people were willing to, if necessary, sacrifice their lives for the the message of the gospel, and did so willingly. And that you know, as as early Christian martyrs, you know, as one of the early church fathers said, the their blood was the the seed of the church. You know yeah. that. This idea that that living witness that compelled people with confidence and hope that even in the midst, in the face of death, that, that they didn't have to be afraid. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here recently, yeah. uh, we had a student who actually contacted contracted uh, COVID-19. Mercy. And he was in quarantine for a total of 12 days before he was cleared by his doctors. Yeah. But he said during that time, he was so upset with God. But he said in that moment, God mm. showed him how far he had grown away from God. Wow. And he said, and he's like, he told God, okay, God, I've been giving you 60%. I'm giving you a hundred percent from now on. Mm-hmm. And he said, he felt really convicted. He's actually going to get bapt- rebaptized later on in the semester. Did not know that. Wow. And, and so as, he, as, as we're preparing and having Bible studies preparing for that, mm-hmm. it just, it just helped me to realize what in our lives is it that's holding us back from giving all. 
Yeah. What is it that's holding us back from having that true relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like our pioneers, mm-hmm. there's no doubt you can't read their accounts without saying, man, these men and women, although not perfect, they had a relationship with God. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, that's the heart and essence of what it is, is Jesus. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't make that stuff up. It, either you have it or you don't. Yeah, it's true. So, well, I, I think that kind of puts a wrap on our uh, lesson for this week. Uh, so I just encourage you have that living encounter with Jesus and let Jesus work uh, into the deepest uh every aspect of your life and surrender yourself to God. It's something that um, I have to do every day. It's, 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 a, it's a daily journey as we grow closer to Jesus uh, day by day. It's very true. Well, I think that puts a wrap. Uh, this is Soup and Swoops signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.